I've seen pictures where you, you have a long one. A long lens, one? that is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I have a long lens. I have a long lens. Yes. Two <laughs> long lenses. And that's for the photography that you do, yeah? Thank you for supporting our channel. Thank you for supporting Wizan. Please like, subscribe, comment, and hit the notification bell for any future videos. Yeah, it's just I picked it up because of COVID. We were locked in. I did photography before, obviously with the demos. Yeah. You know, I did photography and videography. And and then it was like, uh, yeah, just I, I sort of fell out with it for a while because I was doing street photography. And it's like, but you have to go somewhere to photograph people, you know, which where they're happy to be photographed, like Brick Lane, Covent Garden, mm -hmm. you know, Camden. Yeah. And it's like, it's such a tra hassle to go anywhere and do it. So I kind of sold all my equipment. And then I, for whatever reason, I, I bought, did I, what did I do? I can't remember. But I bought the stuff again and COVID hit. What am I going to photograph? Stuck in the garden. Ah, oh, put up some bird feeders, take some pictures of birds. Every morning for 12 hours a day, nothing else to do. I took my, my coffee down, my Rubik's Cube into the backyard, my camera, and you'd be sitting there and like, oh, what's flying over there? And, oh, what's, and then suddenly you th see things you've never seen before. You're hooked. Mm. And it was like once everything opened up, I'd go explore in Kent, places that I'd never, I'd never seen in Kent. I'd be living there 20 years, got me into the countryside, you know, gave me because you know when you go out for a walk, sometimes yeah. you people, what's there to see? What's there to do? Now I have a reason to sort of yeah, go out and look there. for this thing, or you know, put a podcast in, you know, go for a walk at the sun, and you're on a treasure hunt. Yeah. Is there any way all the pictures you've taken? Is there any way for any the public to see them? They're, they're all online. They're, they're all, online. They're what's, what's I've got a Twitter account, Stormcab Birds, which has got eleven thousand followers, and I've got a Stormcab Facebook page, which I upload everything to. So if you Google Stormcab, it's just like either go to the bird stuff, the cab stuff. So you're more famous as a Twitcher than you are as a taxi driver. Yeah, the number. Uh, well, the thing is with the Twitch. Yeah, I noticed that when I was posting pictures of birds, it was like when I did the Rubik's and the gym stuff. It's like cabbies going, oh, can, okay, I have to do a separate account. And as soon as I open that and I put some pictures up, numbers just were going, boom, shot up in the in, in the birding. There's just I just I remember putting up a few bird pictures. Like the the cab posts would get three to ten likes. If you got something really good, cab and the cab cab uh, Twitter account. Mm -hmm. You get 50, 100 likes. But as soon as you put a bird picture up, semi-decent, it could be 500. Mm. And it's like, oh, I like this. <laughs> There's money in birds. <laughs> money in birds. It depends what kind of birds. <laughs> Non-feather type. Well, yeah, there's always been money in the other type. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah no, so mean, it's, only since, it's only since COVID that you got yeah, into yeah, it. Yeah. So you was not in any way, shape or form into... I oh, was, you was. Because when I travelled, I went through all my albums. And oh, if yeah. there was a colourful bird in the tree, I'd take a picture of it. Oh, if there was an animal, it, whatever animal there was, and it was there to yeah. be photographed, I'd take a picture. So, you know, I'd been in Alabama... And I'd got, you know, rosette spoonbills, um, turkey vultures in... in um, India? In, in No, 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 in um, California. Oh. Um, Osprey in Bahamas. Just, yeah. And, and when I went to Jamaica, I was going through them from 2007. Oh, that's... I didn't know what it was at the time. I thought they were the same bird. And it's like, oh, that's that bird, that bird. Mm. And three different birds I saw on the beach. So, mm. yeah. I'd, I'd, it's not easy. I mean, I'm just going to give you a little bit of some credit here because... Um, I've taken pictures of birds. They're all shit. Every bird, every picture. You see, a bit of, taking a picture that looks decent mm. of an animal is not easy. You, to make it look, you, you have to really, photography is yeah. a lot harder than what, people think. What have you got there? What, what type of camera and lenses? I mean, oh, I've got decent cameras. Yeah. I mean, like you said about going for a walk, I, I'm a scuba diver. And scuba diving became boring. You go under and you scuba dive and you get up again. And I thought, well, if we took pictures, it gets a little bit more interesting. 
but I can't see um, focus even on land. So once you put everything, all the water equipment underwater, I can't see if it's in focus or not. And I just trust the half. Well, you got eye. Yeah, I'm, I, got, I'm, I just can't, I'm knackered. I've got one eye's oh. long side, one's short side. Um, and if you, you've you got two different kinds of cameras. There's ones where you can actually look through mm. and then there's the others with a screen. What have you got? I've got both. But right. the one with the, that I started looking through was my, I started to learn. But I don't, I'm not a very good photographer. Hmm. so I'm underwater learning photography when really I should be on land yeah. learning photography yeah. and then understand it better but I'm taking underwater t- is super expensive yes you know, I did it yeah and you need yeah it's like the, the camera itself the equipment the case and everything can cost five or six times the yeah you can get a 500 pound camera that needs a thousand pound case and so then strobe lights and yeah you know, they're like 700 pound and the thing about the strobe lights is it's two enormous strobe lights and if you're like a meter away, there's nothing. There's yeah. no light at all. It ain't lighting up nothing. You mm. have to be the, the subject needs to be here, and the strobe lights need to be here. Yeah. So um, it was very difficult, and I have some good pictures, but it just is very very difficult. And again, it's very difficult to make it interesting. I did go to art college mm. in GCSE. I got an A star. GCSE A level. I got an A, and then I went to Central St Martins. I was going to say to Central Arts Institute. Mm. So technically, I have an eye. You mm. know, so and then I just learned how to use it. And I will say, carrying that big, the big camera and lens, it helps. I lift because <laughs> when I when I was recently in um, in uh, Costa Rica, I was on on this river cruise, and I was on the boat taking pictures. And and one of the w- women who was with a group of, I think she was Italian, said, "Did you get any good pictures?" I said, "Yeah." I said, "I can't do it anymore. I can't hold the equipment. It's too heavy." So I'm I'm sort of blessed in that way. Like, and it's heavy. A lot of people walk around with it on a stick, you know, just to rest it. And I have it on my chest. I can just whip it up at any time. And I've got the strength to hold on for several minutes and focus on something that's like flying around. So it does, it, funny enough, it does, and you see a lot of photographers, a lot of twitchers. There's photographer twitchers. There are ones that just walk around with binoculars or yes. a little notebook. They don't do any photography. Yes. It's like, I saw this bird and that's, they're happy doing that. I wouldn't be happy doing that. Yeah. I would, I would learn the photography part, even though it's expensive. And not easy. Well, that's the funny thing about the expense thing. That's another subject. If I was on a bird photography podcast, I'd talk about it. It's like my equipment is like the cheapest sort of you can get away with. Like the lens I've got was 600 second hand. Oh, that's Eight, cheap. 800 for yeah. lens, yeah. And I was worried when I bought it. I thought this is going to be rubbish. So I bought it and to test it. Because the good thing about photography equipment is you can sell it quite quickly mm. for the same price. So I bought it and I was really impressed. And what I've noticed is I know certain people who have got seven, 10, 20, 15,000 pound lenses, five, 6,000 pounds cameras. And they put their pictures. I'm on a, a, a birding group on, on, on um, Facebook and other photographers on Twitter. Mm. And I know where their equipment is and they can't take a picture for, you know, yeah. 20 grand's worth of stuff. And I've got an 1100 pound camera and a 600 pound lens and I can wipe the floor with a lot of them. Yeah. Only because I know how to take the photo, get it in the correct light, the correct settings and in the correct post editing afterwards yeah and how to frame it and just frame it alone can you know make your camera look like a five thousand pound camera do you do any cheating and photoshopping and no no i I refuse no i mean um have i done that no i mean literally when it goes on to photoshop i i just i might just ramp up the little bit of the contrast just Mm -hmm. to bring out some color but i'm one of those people that's like no it has to look exactly as i saw it yeah, you know, and immediately when I see people who have, I can see they've added a sky or something. You can know. you tell when something's been photoshopped? Can you see it if someone shows M- you? Most of the majority of the time, yeah. I just know I mean, it's too. Most good. people like me couldn't tell, could we? I, I, I was watching a YouTube podcast, a YouTube thing the other day about. 
people who had won photographic competitions but were then chucked off. And the one that I remember was the, it was an upshot of tall buildings uh, or was it a stairwell, but it went out into the sky and in the centre was an aeroplane. Yeah. Yeah. And then when it turned down the contrast, there was a square around the aeroplane because it had been photoshopped in. I remember that. You know what? When I was thinking that, I thought, I've been to places where that happens. Why did they have to do that? Yeah. Why did they have to cheat? I've been to countries where a plane has flew. Central to some. buildings. Yeah. Yeah. And the most recent one was like a picture that won an award. It was a setup and I, I can't. The they, they openly admit it is the one where you've like these Chinese women playing card card games. One's got a card on her head or something. Oh, no, I've seen it. And it's like it was a massive setup. Not, I don't know if it was to win the competition, but they said afterwards, "Oh, no, 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 there was a setup. You've won. We've won this." And yeah, I, I, I'd have to look into it if whether it was they intended to win or it was like afterwards they learned that they'd won. But no, we, this was a setup picture for a, yeah for something. But mm. it's now with AI, it's um, it's going to be. Um, yeah, I, I don't know how. Nowadays, you just say send us. Do you know what the raw? You know raw files. Yeah, yeah. Send us the raw file because that can't be mucked around with. Yeah, and we'll know. We can see how much you can manipulate very, very slightly. You know, if you just need to change contrast or something. But yeah, if it's like moving whole branches or backgrounds and stuff, then. But now with AI, I mean, I don't know how much raw files can be mucked around with. Yeah, well, the one I saw was uh, the this guy won for an elephant took a picture of an elephant in one of the National Geographic competitions. Mm. And he had swapped the ears. He took the right ear and put it on the left and the left ear put it on the right and it gave it more balance. And one of the ears was damaged. Um, and they they didn't spot that he'd swapped the ears. They thought he had um, cleaned up the ears because yeah. the ear on the left had a big chunk out of it. And the chunk was gone. So they thought he'd sort of photoshopped the chunk out to make the ear more <laughs> the ear more beautiful. What they didn't realise is the chunk was missing on the other ear now. Right. He'd actually swapped the ears over. And he lost he got it chucked out because of that, swapping the ears. Yeah. Maybe a a massive harsh. No, that's a massive that's massive manipulation. Mm. Yeah, massive issue. But it was excellent still. <laughs> yeah. But it's like then you could, you know, you've got your ape your um artificial intelligence photos on they they're great photos to look at. Mm. But it's going to get the, the lines are going to get blurred in the future because it's going to be the point is to make a nice photograph. And what's the difference between somebody going and get it organically or just saying, AI, do me a, yeah. you know, a shark riding on a bicycle over a landmine, you know, f on top of a 747 going through a volcano, you know, being yeah. attacked by, you know, Cylons in Battlestar Galactic or something. Well, I, you know, you want a piece of art that hangs on your wall that is kind of unique. It's not from Ikea. Um, I put in. I'm having them framed. Uh, the blurring is occurring. So it's not happening in photography. There's a blurring occurring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so one of our podcasts is called A Blurring is Occurring with Trevor Merrills, and he basically says in the podcast, the blurring is occurring. We thought it was funny. I've typed it into AI, and it gave me these two pictures that are amazing. Um, they're kind of a street scene. There are people in it. You can see there are buildings in it, but it's all blurred and streaked, and it looks amazing. Yeah. Um, so I've took them... I've 90 centimetres by 90 centimetres. I've had them printed and I've gone. I've had them framed and I'll pick them up when I go back. They'll go in the bedroom. Nobody else in the world has those. It's like, so what? You want it? Get it. Yeah. yeah. It's like in the in the photography world, there are, you know, people that still use film. They're like, no, no, it's got to be done in a, a you know, a dark room and done on film yeah. the proper, the old school way. And LPs, only LPs, screw all that. 
you know, CDs and digital nonsense. It's got to be, vinyl. you know, a needle and vinyl and blah, blah, blah. Are you a vinyl man? I'm, no, can't be bothered. I just, <laughs> I just, I'm a, I'm a mood guy. I'm like, skip, 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 skip. Yeah, I want to listen to this. Mm. It's interesting isn't it, that he started uh, COVID because did Tom Huntley, Tom the taxi driver. Yeah, he, he started he COVID. Name? Yeah, I think COVID is probably responsible for quite a lot of things. I think it's a conspiracy. The, the the governments wanted people to get off their asses and do things and be more creative, so they created a virus for people to actually, you know, raise themselves up. It's hell of a cost. Well, it did. It quite, it, <laughs> apparently, it created one new billionaire every day. Because all the stuff, all the people that were making money off of the back of PPI. Oh, yeah. Uh, pharmaceuticals and then you're locked indoors you can do nothing but sit online and buy stuff because you're depressed and anxious yeah. so you're just going on games you're going buying stuff drugs drink alcohol you know so basically the other side of it though was people like yourself and i think maybe myself as well we were sitting there thinking i've got to do something first thing i did was bought a model kit do you remember what me and you was doing in the first lockdown of COVID? Oh, is it going <laughs> to... I remember. What's we were doing like 14, 15 hour days rewriting books and runs because yeah, all the streets yeah, are shut. Yeah, and we, yeah. was, uh, we was locked to each other. Yeah. Well, we were trying to work out <laughs> other routes and everything. <laughs> all day long. So I didn't have time to shop online. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were doing hours of work. So it yeah. must be a nightmare for you with all these LTNs. Like, suddenly uh, that uh, happens, you've got to do a whole, get rid of a whole book because one, one road change. Yeah, you know... Um, when something gets so bad, you kind of give up. That I kind of deflated it. It, it was you, you're trying to chuck buckets of water out the dinghy, and mm. it's coming in faster than you're chucking it out. And I thought, I got to just let. I'm going to let the boat sink, and that's what I did. And then decided, with your inspiration, we will rebuild it from the ground up because it just got too much. Because I've written, what am I at? Two thousand five hundred runs. No, for four thousand. 4,000 yeah, runs. it's over 4,000 if you count everything. So if you imagine the run changes, right? I've got to check 4,000 runs. Now, you can do it digitally, but, but it then... So you type in Bloomsbury Square, it comes up about 150 times. You go, oh, shit, 150 <laughs> runs to change. And, and if any one small change, I was always, always hoping it would be these obscure roads so that it didn't have many uh, appearances. But it always wasn't, and it was just so um, inundating. Well, I'm always of a mind. When you do something like that, you've just got to simply roll your sleeves up and start somewhere. Yeah. And you will get through it eventually. But it was massive. It's, it's <laughs> but still we had time. Look at the time. It was like it's lockdown. No one was going anywhere. Yeah. I had nothing to do all day. Well, now it's got even worse though, David, because a guy he messaged me the other day and he said, um, oh, you've the book, the book you sold me is book two. It's out of date. I said, really? Because we now print from, directly from the app. The app's always up to date and Fiona will print. So it's kind of as up to date you can get now as up to the minute. And he said, yeah, yeah, there's this run through Streatham, goes through uh, from Liam Avenue and in Streatham and it doesn't work, so it's out of date. I said, well, that only changed like three weeks ago <laughs> and your book might have been bought. When did you buy it? He said, oh, I bought it about three weeks ago. So you've literally bought your book. It could be the day before and the day after. Once and, it's And you've still, you've got to stay with physical books still. They, they like... The old age pension is like paper. Some it's people, really strange. Uh, some people still like it, don't they? they yeah. Like Instead of a, like an electronic iPad, they, they should be having the runs there because you can just press update and yeah. it updates it. I still I still like a physical notebook. I do a lot of stuff in a, in a physical. Mm-hmm. I've got one in the cab and one on my settee. And even my like my Rubik stuff, i just quickly show you. Like instead of like I could sit on here and um, and and, you know, somehow structure one but i find it quicker just to write it draw it with pen on my notebook take a photo photo yeah and put it in the phone it's, it's still the, the technology that's actually a good idea <laughs> i i am similar to that 
that I I want to take a note, but I won't open up Notepad because I'll never find it again. I'll, I'll yeah. put that note in there. I just don't work very well with it. But I do have a notepad and pen beside me. Um, but the advancement on that idea is take a picture of the notepad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's what I do is I, in the photo albums, I have, um, uh, you know, Rubik stuff. You've but got to have that. Yeah, you've yeah. got to have that. Well, you know what you're saying there? You've got to put stuff in there. Rather than have oh, all the photos in one, because when you go and try and find it, you took another 200. You can't find what you took. Oh, no, no. I, yeah. I, anything that's of use, I put in favourites, and I don't have many favourites, maybe 10, 15 favourites, that are all something to do with a reoccurring use. Mm. Otherwise, it's just a photo that I randomly go for. Most of, most of mine are Twitter replies, all the little gifts and memes and clips from yeah. films. So if someone says something, you can quickly reply with, like, Arnie yep. getting kitted up to go into battle or something. Or oh, you've got things ready to go. <laughs> yeah. Everybody has. Everybody. I haven't. I, uh, no, no I'm you're not, not on Twitter. No, it's true. <laughs> I'm not up with the technology. Some yeah, People send things where someone's slow clapping or something like that. Yeah, you yeah, think yeah, like, yeah. okay, very good. Favourite one, everyone says it. When um, when someone's leaving Twitter, they're making a big song and dance about it. I use the, the Mickey Flanagan clip where he says, just go, you bender, go. <laughs> and as soon as somebody, someone will message me and say, Justin, where's that gif or meme or something? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You've got them all that category. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, when someone says to me, so I'm going there, you go, right, bye. Yeah. Well, yeah. Really, they want you to say, then they come stay. No, no, you can stay. But but again, we grew up, me and you, and I, I'm sure you're, you're not, you look younger than us. Yeah, sure he, we, we're first generation uh, Star Wars. He's not even there. I, 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 he I, wasn't no, there. I was, I was say, born we, a year after the first one but, came out. The New Hope, he was one, look. But we all grew up in carry on movies. Look at the innuendo in yeah. carry on movies, weren't we? Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't think it would be done now, would it? I don't know. Would, would they find it funny? Do you um, do you know who Matt Walsh is? Have you heard of the Daily Wire? Yes. He did that thing. What is a woman? Yes. You heard that? Yes. Well, he's the day the, um, the the Daily Wire company has made a film called Lady Ballers. Yes. You heard about this? Yes. Yeah. See, yeah. So see the clip. Yes. This is it. It's coming. It's like it's 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 making fun of the trans movement. It's about of a, a, a group of uh, male athletes who can't win anything. And they cotton on to they can go into in women's sports, and obviously it can't go on cinema. So you've got to be a Daily Wire member. So I'm gonna I'm gonna probably do it this week, um, sign up for a month to watch it. But it's got like a 96 percent Rotten Tomatoes score. Yeah, That's and it's high. just it's really yeah because I'll, the argument I will I like you know I'll the argument is that obviously the critics can't get to it they can't watch it unless you get past the paywall. So yeah. all the people rating it will be Daily Wire fans. But it's got to be good. You've seen the you've seen the clips, and it's 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 starting. To hopefully, that's going to be the first of many. I don't know whether it will make me laugh or not. Even though I completely agree with them, mm. I mean, I, I find it so so ridiculous. The, the 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 weightlifter got upset because a man deliberately, a professional weightlifter, deliberately then entered the competition to beat a trans athlete. Mm. He then said, "I identify as a woman." So I don't know if you know the one about the weightlifter. The, the one that did it on purpose, like he did it on purpose to yeah. then beat the trans athlete. That yeah. always, this trans athlete weightlifting beat the woman's weightlift deadlift, maybe by a hundred pound or kilos. I'm not sure what they probably were working. Kilos, probably kilos. So a hundred kilos difference is like absurd, isn't it, between categories? So the women are now never going to ever do it again. So this professional deadlift guy says, I identify as a woman. And he comes in and beats the trans guy by another 100 kilos. And now he, he's basically me and you lifting weights because we would beat them. And now we're going against the professional weightlifter we couldn't beat. The pro I think it, the thing is with everything, it's, <clears throat> it's been, it's been politicised. I think most people were of the, do what you want to do. As long as it doesn't affect my life, I don't give a monkey's. But it's been politicised to divide us perfectly. 
you know, Ukraine and, and Russia, Israel, COVID, are you vaxxed, are you unvaxxed? It's, it's the perfect divide and conquer. And the meme I use a lot, which online is my favorite meme, is a picture of a king and his aide on the wall of the castle and all the, the mob is there with their pitchforks and, flame and torches and they want to, like, you know, take him down. And the aide says to the king, you don't need to fight them. You just need to convince the pitchfork lot that the torch lot are trying to take their pitchforks and vice versa and they'll just fight each other and leave mm -hmm. them alone. And it, it's like the... Thousands of years that strategy has worked, and we're still falling for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's happening it's now. One, it's like you know, probably on the page one of War and whatever the you know the the manual War. What's the what's the War um, and Peace? Not War and Peace. The <laughs> Sun Tzu. Uh, the art of War. The art of War. Art of War. Like, Sun Tzu. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you're you're not vexed. We're vexed, Dave. We work against. But he's not even vexed. No. Well, you see, it don't bother me if someone's vexed. No, I, don't I, I don't care. Well, anyone else, you'll know, do what you want to do, do you? It really don't matter, does it? I, I got well, a that friend. was all we asked. It's just yeah. like it, like it was always freedom of choice of to you know your body, your your. This was the thing about uh, in America. It's like you know your body, your choice. You know, for like um, abortions in America was the big subject. And as, as soon as this COVID is no, it's not your body, your choice. We're telling you take the thing or you're fired. Mm. No, that worked in reverse, didn't it? You got that the wrong way around, Justin. So. The people who were pro-abortion were saying, my body, my choice. Mm. And the right wing tended to be, no, we, we can't have abortions. Yeah, we're yeah, telling the, you. the right wing, yeah, but the yeah. right wing aren't in charge. Yeah. But then the right wing were also, uh, we don't want to have a vaccine because suddenly they'd gotten on, I don't know why yeah, it was. The right, funny enough, yeah, the right wing were. Anti yeah, and I don't know why it was a political divide because really and truly it should have been a mental divide that mm. had no political boundary. It should have been people thinking, mm, I'm not going to do that and I am going to do that. Mm. But yeah, they, they then come out with, yeah, but is my body your choice? And then they were hit back with the argument, okay then, so abortion, my body, my choice. Mm. Oh, oh no, that don't quite work for us. Yeah, oh, I okay. think I was, I mean, that's probably more the case <clears throat> in, in Canada, they did that. But in America, it's still very... Like because all the states can have their different right wing, left wing, mm. you know, like um, Texas is very pro guns and and what is it blue? Is it called blue state? Yeah. And then California is like yeah, transis and do whatever you want to be and poo in the street and tents, build tents and you know like all that kind of stuff and rob stores for up to nine hundred dollars and you won't get arrested and legal weed, weed is is legal. Just you know, very very liberal. Yeah. So all the states have their different policies, but um, yeah, at the moment it's been very much left wing run, and the right are trying to slowly with, you know, Trump. Are you? Uh, what are you with Trump? Oh, I think Trump's a complete and utter idiot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, come on, he's an idiot. But he was fun, wasn't he? <laughs> but that was the thing. So again, I'm going to my Elon Musk thing. I'm not very serious about this thing. I just think that Trump is more fun to watch. Trump go to prison from an entertainment point of view, um, thinking that Trump makes any sense or anything, that's ridiculous. But politicians in general yeah. are... Well, people are saying that they, the people who predict what's going to happen is going to be, he's going to be prison, a president from inside prison. He's going to go to pres prison, possible. vote it in. No, it's and not he's possible. Going to be right, no, he said it is. He said that's what they you said. Can't, you well, can't actually be... Um, why can't you? Because there's a thing, isn't it, in America? No. If you've been to prison, you can't vote. He ain't about voting, is it? It's about no, being about made. He, he can be president. He can become president. Though, this right? is the theory they have that he'll be president and then go to prison, no, or he'll be in jail and as president. A president. Um, I don't think you can be on the ballot if you're in jail. 
don't know. That's Let's what, see. That's, what, that's, what, that's, what, that's what I've heard from like political pundits on. But if he is in prison, right, well, then my, my view would change because then I'd think to myself, be very funny if he's president in prison. That would be more entertaining. So you, I'd look at from the entertainment point of view. I think you can be on the ballot. And I'll tell you why. I know it's a different country in this year, but I don't know if you remember Bobby Sands. Yes. He, when he Younger died, strike. he became an MP, didn't he? They voted him in. <laughs> After death. Yes, but, but, but if, that's what I was saying. That's why I don't. I think maybe he could be president then in jail. Mm, well, you, 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 you're comparing in jail to we're, a dead body. No, he, <laughs> no he, he was voted. <laughs> Bobby Sands was elected before he died. Oh, before he died. Yeah, and he was in jail. Started when he was on the hunger strike. Mm. So possibly he could be. He doesn't know Bobby Sands, do you? I've heard the name. Okay, because again, we, you, 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 you said about the music, right? Now mm. there's a um, there's nearly a twenty years difference between me and Dave and you, nearly, and that's it. There's a whole thing that we know that you don't know because you was talking about young people. There's a whole thing, like you said, they don't know Dire Straits, mm. <sighs> which is weird because I know Elvis, I know Jerry Lee Lewis, yes, I know Chuck Berry, I know you know View from a, a View from what's the Cary Grant films, and I didn't yeah. watch a lot of them, but The Birds and Hitchcock, I know a lot. Of popular culture that yeah. goes right the way back to the forties. I know, you know, I know. Um, but we were different, maybe just the Wizard Baker. of Oz, and yeah, yeah. I think I don't know. I said to my wife the other day, I don't know if I'm just getting old because I know that when we was young, the old people said our music was shit, but the music is shit now. It is. It is because if you go to any disco wedding or whatever, and it's from someone who's twenty, yep. thirty years old. The music, there's a couple of songs from now, but it's all 70s music. It's, it's all classic. All Earth, Wind and Fire, yeah. Michael Jackson. It's Great still, songs. It's, I think it peaked like 60s to late 80s. Yeah. And then sort of dribbled on either side. Mm. You know, you got a bit of, you know, there's some good stuff. There's some, you know. So well, my kids, I've always said the music stops at 1990 because they were born in the 90s. <laughs> you know what, though? That ain't a bad shout for the date. It, like, there was some... No, I can't. Post 1990. Exactly. I mean, I didn't. All the Brit pop, uh, pop stuff, I was like, forget it. I was, I was, you know, Dire Straits and I was yeah. Michael Jackson, Earth, Wind and Fire, um, all the 80s movies. And after the 90s, like, I mean, the, arguably, 90s movies are the best decade of movies ever. Mm -hmm. You know, Silence of the Lambs and Pulp Fiction and, yeah. you know, oh, Usual Suspects. And yeah, when you think how long that's 1990s and the movies. 93, 30 years. Jesus. You know, Jaws, is, Jaws will be coming up to 50 years old in a couple of years, I think. Like 70, yeah. 75. Yeah, so. I think I, I read 75, 76 years, something like that it was, wasn't it? It's still, still a good movie, though. Century. Jaws? It's, yeah, it's still a I, good movie. I can't watch it again, though. Could you? No, there's a couple Get of movies. Water. No. <laughs> I might watch it again now, but there's one, I can't, there's one movie I cannot watch again, which was Saving Private Ryan. Can't watch that again. Reminds me of when I was in the army. <laughs> during the war during the war no that so was so I'm trying to I don't know if I'm supposed to laugh at that I'm trying to read oh, wait, the, our jokes are shit All right. our jokes are <laughs> shit really speak yourself have you noticed as you age that you can't that I can't watch films that are a tough watch that I was watching in my 20s you know somebody was putting up Requiem for a Dream the other day and I think I watched that in my yeah I mean, probably my late 20s or early 30s and it's about drugs it's really tough watch mm. and I've watched things like the um, the pianist, which is uh, the Jewish piano yeah. player. Yeah. And when I watched it, I mean, I was like, it was brilliant. But I tried watching it. I got twenty minutes in. I can't. It was like I could feel the the the, the pain. And I, and I don't know if it's because of age or we're just constantly bombarded 
through things like TV mm. and social media. We're at saturation of how much we can cope with. Now, if you give me a film that's bad or, or tough watch, I haven't got any more room for that. Yeah. It's like, I can't. Da, da, da. And um, another thing I've noticed that when you have watched something, um, I've noticed it a couple of times, when you've watched something hard and then you watch a comedy stand-up, you laugh three times as hard. Mm. It's like you really notice it. Are you, like are you a Mickey Flanagan fan then? I'm um, um, Chappelle, Flanagan, Bill Burr, Chris Rock, Chris Tucker, Segura, all of the non-PC, the, the better, yeah. you cannot offend me. Mm. You can Bill, say anything. Bill, Burr. I, uh, yeah. Bill yeah. Burr's good. Yeah. Yeah. In Boundaries, I, I like a guy called um, Anthony Jeselnik. I you don't know, know him, never. Yeah, he was, he's, he's got a special on YouTube. He really, um, he, he actually said that he tells jokes that, he does get pulled on. He said, but that's my responsibility. If I say this stuff, people have the right to call me on it and I've got to be able to defend it. Yeah. But he went, he was a weird one. He, he, was a, he, he started off as a joke writer for a show. Then he had his own show. And uh, he said on one of his stand-ups that, um, well, I've watched it now. It's, it's a deleted scene. He had his show cancelled because of it. He said he loved sharks, right? And he said, one day we're going to have something called a shark party when... We're going to listen to the news and the next person that gets eaten by a shark, it's not a joke, it's somebody in New Zealand did get eaten by a shark and he had all these dancers in in shark costumes, it's on YouTube, and he had death threats from New Zealand coming and he said, oh. yeah, we've got one for the team, Should we, we kill 100 million sharks a year we, and now they've got one of ours as, you know, revenge, brilliant, somebody died and he got his show cancelled because of that. Wow. But he he goes hard, he's very, he does a lot of paedophile, of, like, um, <laughs> I don't, it's not. I'm not going to be able to. I'm not going to tell it like him. But he said he was telling the audience one of his opening jokes, and it's like, did you know that there's like within five miles of where you live, there are like twelve. I found out recently there are twelve sex offenders within a five mile radius of where I lived. It's, it really winds me up. And he says, because why have we always got to meet at my place? Yeah, and that was. I knew he'd be part of the twelve. Yeah, and it's like another one's like Eric Clapton was. Um, uh, Oh, what's it? I'm going to screw it up. But he says, I, "Was it my my? I had a son who died, and he died for this in the same way that Eric Clapton's son died. Falling off for, the building. No, no, for inspiration. <laughs> so he's just for the joke. So he can he, make a song. Yeah, yeah. So it just goes hard. It's like you can see the audience go. <gasps> they laugh, but they're like, you know, he's yeah. really pushing the boundaries. Isn't Jimmy Carr about the hardest? Yeah, he's kind of like um, he's he's very punny like that. He tells short, like you think he's going one way, and then he switches it and yeah, he goes yeah. another way. Yeah. But yeah, Jimmy. Yeah, Jimmy. I think. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm a fan. I like Jimmy Carr. I'm not much of a fan of his. It's. It's just one of those things. He's. I don't. Not. It's just things that sort of mesh. Some comedians work with me. Like um, there's one called Andrew Schultz. He's been on Rogan. Super clever. But his joke taking isn't quite. It's not for me. It, 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 it. He's a bit too kind of broy, and he pushes hard into sort of things that you know they are jokes. But they they push too far for me. Not that it offends me, but I just yeah. I just don't want to watch it. You yeah. know? I just like the way Mickey Flanagan does jokes, or Chappelle, or Rock, or Jesselnik, and stuff yeah. like that. And They're all be, great. Yeah, there'll be comedians that Rogan talks about. I go on and watch them. I'm like this isn't crap. It's mm. not for me. Not that they're not crap. They're just I just don't. They're not yeah. For me.